The following is rated S for spoilers. There's a Firefly base camp somewhere out west. With doctors. They're working on a cure. Mm -hmm. I've heard this before. And whatever happened to me is the, the key, key to, to finding the vaccine. That's what this is. Hello and welcome to the Popcorn Hangover. My name is Alex. My name is Graham. And today we are going to be discussing HBO's The Last of Us, created by Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin, starring Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey, releasing on January 15th of 2023. Graham, how, how are you doing this week? Dude, I'm doing good. Yeah? I'm doing good. Yeah. yeah. Spent the week actually catching up on this mostly. Yeah. Uh, dude, like I said, with the weekly drops, I fall behind pretty quick. Sure. So, uh, no, I was actually able to get through it all today actually uh, nice. what ended it today and dude i'm excited about this one yes yeah. this i i i love this game i was <laughs> i was listening to a podcast that i'll reference a lot later on uh but he said that the last of us was like his star wars and that was like his like story awakening and i wouldn't go that far yeah like i, I but see, i definitely I see, see what he's saying yeah. like the last of us game is so good i play it like two or three times a year because I'm obsessed with it, and I I was so excited for the show, and also scared <laughs> for the show. And let me say, all of my expectations were more than exceeded. Yeah, um, we are going to talk about the show as a whole. But if you want to hear our individual our thoughts on individual episodes, check out our TikTok at the Popcorn Hangover, where we did yes. weekly instant reactions to all of the episodes. I think mm -hmm. I may have missed so. one, but I <laughs> so I you were on top remember. of it. For the most I was. Part. I mean, yeah, I stay up until. The crack of dawn to watch all of these so <laughs> it's might as well yeah Graham, let's just jump into it all right you watched all this just now yeah pretty recent yeah um, between yesterday so, and today so what what are what are your thoughts on this thoughts overall um i really liked it um i i've known like i've known about the characters known about the story over the years um i never <clears throat> actually played the game mm -hmm. like all the way through so really much at all and so I didn't know what to like expect. So a lot of like the little jump scares and the twists and turns, like mm -hmm. they were fresh. Like it was brand new to me, but dude, it was so good. Mm -hmm. It was the way it was shot, the way it was put together. A lot of like the flashbacks, I get like really worried with some stories when they do like a lot of flashbacks and jumps back and forth and like having sure. certain episodes, just a designated episode to this. And it's not really pertaining too much to the whole story. Some people get lost in all that, but I really enjoyed this. Mm -hmm. um, I was really scared it was going to be like a, just another Walking Dead kind of a thing. And mm -hmm. people are going to be like, yeah, we already had like 15 seasons of that. Like, what's this? Like, mm -hmm. not too much care. But uh, no, a lot of people, including myself, really liked this. Yeah. So. Speaking about people who liking this, I found I went on down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, doing. I mean, like I said, last at the end of last week's episode, I've been just slowly gathering information and prepping for this episode like months before the show even premiered mm -hmm. um i've been keeping track of an interesting stat of people who watch the show and okay. let me tell you this show like attracted fans like it was a bunch of cordyceps uh so first episode on sunday which mm -hmm. if you look at all the time zone things that basically leave six hours so in a six hour period right 4.7 million people watched the first episode for a total of 223 million minutes watched that's literally just, insane just six hours and then it just it kept growing so after two days 10 million people had watched it seven days 18 million people had watched it and by 12 days in so two episodes out 22 million people had watched Holy the first episode crap. 
Um, and also, if you look at the live viewership numbers, uh, this is from Forbes. So I don't know how accurate it is, but I, I don't know. They seem like a reputable site. Yeah. Um, let's, let's if you look at live viewing numbers, which is, I'm assuming just people who watched it on HBO, on TV, mm-hmm. um, the first episode had about 0.6 million live viewers just by episode seven. So a couple months later, it had almost double that with 1.1 million viewers. So like this show just, it kept getting, it wasn't just everyone's going to watch the first episode and die off. Like most shows do. It just kept growing and growing and growing because it just kept getting better and better. Um, I, I expected know. there to be like an episode halfway through, like just seeing things on Twitter and stuff, just being like, mm-hmm. where people are like, eh, that was it. And like, you just watch things slowly die and it never did. No, no. I think uh, in my, one of my TikToks they even said like, I don't know if this is bad, but every episode is my new favorite episode yeah. because they, <laughs> they're all just so good. And I honestly, I think the last episode might be my least favorite of okay. the season. Not to say it was a bad episode. Yeah. I think it says more about the show as a whole, but if one has to be last, it might be the last episode for me. Hmm. That's interesting. You, okay. okay, you would disagree. Not necessarily. I don't, for me, like, I thought that they were all, like, relatively equal. I don't mm-hmm. think I had one specifically, like, stand out. Because every episode, I mean, ideally was, like, travel, backstory, new character, mm-hmm. this character. Like, it, like, rarely did it have, like, a couple episodes that were, like, strung together. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the, I think it's episode eight. Yep. With like the little cannibalistic mm-hmm. group, that was intense. Just that whole interaction, that the people I think behind was my it, favorite the, episode. Yeah, I was gonna say if one stood out most, that's what I would mark down. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like they were all like nothing was like mediocre. It was just like everything was better than that. I don't think anything uh-huh. would, like surpassed like episode eight, though, in my opinion. So yeah. I want to have like a worst episode. Watching what I made a really big mistake mm-hmm. with episode eight because I knew what was coming. Yeah. I, I was very well of what was going to happen. Yeah. And I still decided to make myself like a hamburger for dinner. And I was eating that while watching the, the episode. And so I'm just sitting here, you know, chowing mm-hmm. down on my food. And then they're like, hey, what's that? And he goes, it's deer meat. It's and venison. I went, no, it's not. I went, <laughs> I, I, I just kind of, I was like halfway through a bite and I just put it down on the table and said, okay. That's tough. I think I think I'm full now. Yeah, nothing bothered me much until uh, she was trying to get out of the cage and she mm-hmm. spotted the ear, and I was like, "Oh gosh!" And it hit me too because at first I was like, you know, the one girl like mentioned, she's like, "Oh, when are we gonna bury my dad?" And he's like, "We'll do it in the spring. Don't worry about it." And I was like, "Yeah, like that makes sense. Complete uh-huh. sense. Understandable." And I saw the ear, and I was like, "Oh, homie's." Mm-hmm. He didn't make it to the ground. He's gone already. I think that's the brilliance of this show is because I mean we have two totally different perspectives yeah. going into it. And for me, it was still incredibly entertaining and almost shocking, even mm-hmm. though I knew it was coming, seeing stuff like that, that we don't, we didn't get anything from the perspective of like the preacher dude and right. all the stuff going on in this town. That wasn't a thing in the game because the game is about Joel and a little bit of Ellie. Right. And so there were still little things like that and little details and plot points that still kept the show very, very interesting and engaging mm-hmm. for me who already kind of knew what was going on. It was kind of like expanding the world right. for me as opposed to it just being really great storytelling. That you've already been through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, For you, yeah. Which that's what I was... Because going into this, I expected it to be a little more not like darker in a sense, but like more mm-hmm. of the horror aspect. Like there okay. were some scenes that were like just ominous, like eerie. And mm-hmm. I was like a little uncomfy watching, but most of the time it just really felt like it was so strongly like story driven. Like mm-hmm. it was just 
I just wanted more. Every mm-hmm. single episode ended. I was like, okay, next one, next one. Which for me, I was lucky. They were basically all out up until mm-hmm. Sunday for the ninth one. But yeah, I was. Uh, I like that it wasn't as dark as I thought it would be. But sure. it, is that about equal to the game, or is the game um, a little more? A little the more game with it? definitely has some moments. Okay, and it kind of so like there's different modes you can play, and so like just on the typical game. Um, you have there's a listen mode so like Joel can like listen really close so you can like see through walls and stuff because sounds a big aspect Um, but if you play on the more difficult modes that's turned off and so basically like I can't play it without headphones you have to put headphones on and you just have to listen and you hear these clicks coming from all around you and it's completely dark and so you'll just jump around a corner and a clicker will pop out and attack you and you're soul leaves your body for a second because it's just yeah, it's not playing nowhere. that all the way it's not that it's, like, it's not, <laughs> not that, that scary yeah. but like when you get really invested to into it which mm-hmm. just with the story itself like it's hard not to be oh yeah that's what ga- makes you scared yeah. and i, I mean think, watching these episodes i was like locked in mm-hmm. nothing like outside like and of course you know we turn off the lights nice and dark you're just focused on the tv and so there were some things yeah jump out i would it got me mm-hmm. but uh yeah no i can understanding and like just totally immersed in that game no yeah like my my apartment has awful soundproofing and so like <laughs> at night like my neighbor and i are both watching tv like it's kind of a battle to see who's gonna get their tv the loudest and Tough. like so i could hear her watching tv above me but five minutes in i forgot that anything else was happening because i was so <laughs> like invested in what was what was yeah. going on like it really just immediately grabs your attention and keeps it no matter what the theme of the mm-hmm. episode is that day or what's going on like, yeah you were constantly fully in- engaged and immersed in yeah. in the episode yeah it was great dude mm-hmm. i think the biggest thing that made the show a success there's lots of things but i think yeah. one of the bigger things is the acting in the game in the in game the, and in the show. The in the show. Okay. I'm going to say that interchangeably because it's <laughs> one and the same to me. Um, yeah. I did. Uh, what they want to say really quick. Mm-hmm. I saw on Twitter, almost every voice actor or like mocap actor, did they hold an actual role in the show? Uh, or like the majority of them? Big ones. So okay. I was going to do that next, but we can talk about that now. So okay. Yeah. Up. So Marlene, that's the same actress who plays her in the game. Oh, um, dope. Same voice, same. Okay. Same okay. everything. Um, Is it Perry? That was... Joel? No. No? Oh, I thought I had that right. Uh, Joel was played by Troy Baker in the game. Um, okay. And Troy Baker was like kind of in charge of like all like the after show stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Looks nothing like Joel. Sounds nothing <laughs> like Joel. Um, and he played uh, he played like the right-hand man guy to the preacher in episode eight. Um, oh, James? James, yeah. yes. Man. Yeah, so that, yeah. that was the original Joel. Um, he got cleaved Real um, quick, in half. Yeah. Um, and then Ashley Johnson plays Ellie in the game and she played Ellie's mom in episode nine. Um, oh, that's, which makes a lot, which makes a lot of sense, but I will say it did bug me a little bit because Ashley Johnson does sound exactly like Ellie. She didn't do any like changes to her voice. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm watching it and I'm like, Oh my God, it's Ellie. It's Ellie. Look, it's Ellie. Like, that's all I could think of. But I'm like, it's that's not, it's, it was, it kind of took me out of the very intense trying to have a baby while being attacked by an an infected. Like, yeah, that threw me for a loop. That was, that was a rough one. That, I should have felt really intense, but I was distracted because I was like, Oh my God, it's, it's Ellie. It's that, that's her. Um, So yeah, yeah, those those are like the big ones. Um, okay. I'm sure the others had roles. I saw throughout. the one I saw today was um, 
the nurses and the last and like when he when he takes her out of the mm-hmm. surgery room, the two nurses he tells to turn around. One of those was played by the girl that plays Abby in The Last of Us Two. Interesting. Yep. So I was like, I just, gotcha. I just didn't know how much more on top of that was because I like heard like yeah, the guy that played Joel's was in it at some point. I didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, which I think is really cool. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if they really had to try too hard for that or if they were like, hey, like let us in. Like no, I don't, I don't help think us so. out um, because I mean, you also have Neil Druckmann who was the writer and director for right. the game coming back and having a very a relationship major role with them with too. with the show and i yeah. think well that's another thing we'll talk about next segment um <laughs> but yeah i think overall like acting was was brilliant even yeah. from returning actors uh yeah. but going into the show when they announced that pedro pascal and bella ramsey were gonna be our two stars i was sold bro i was not no <laughs> no um I had a I had faith in Pedro Pascal because yeah. I knew he had he has range. He's played a similar role with the Mandalorian, right. but I think a lot of it had to do with Joel is not an Hispanic guy. Um, to be honest, yeah. uh, he's like a very stereotypical like gruffy like white man's man like yeah. Texan kind of dude. It's a contractor, yeah. Um, but Pedro Pascal just brought so much more depth and. He, he killed everything that Joel was in the game, but then also brought even more mm-hmm. emotion and depth to the character. And yeah. I think what he did was fantastic. And I can't imagine anyone else playing the live action version of Joel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bella Ramsey, I did not like as Ellie for the first several episodes. I was just like, this isn't like, I, it's not she's, her. she's trying with, this is not Ellie. And for context, Ellie is one of my favorite characters in any medium of all time. Okay. Um, and so I, I, that was one that I was like, you're going to have to really, like really sell me, sell me on, on yeah. this because I, I have a very particular idea of who Ellie mm-hmm. is. And after a few episodes, I forget which one it was, but I was like, okay, um, if I, yeah, th- this is Ellie. I, I see it. Um, and just when we got to you know seven and eight, which are mostly just her episodes, I was nervous was when intense. <laughs> I was nervous with part two being announced because that is an Ellie driven game right. and an driven story and so i was really worried about like i don't know if she Pedro pascal can carry much. a show no problem but can she carry it mm-hmm. and i think those two episodes in particular proved yeah. that bella ramsey 100 can carry the rest of the show yeah um however far they end up taking it uh i hope to see a lot i hope to yeah. see a lot more game like, wise it's just one and two right as of okay. now um two two ends very it's a very good conclusion, but it's also kind of, it, it just leaves more room to it's expand like, if it's, they wanted to. It ends exactly like this, where this is the end to the story. If there was never a part two, that's it fine. Is what it is. Yeah. yeah, it's the end of the story, but also there's lots of open endedness to continue. Um, okay, and it, part two ends the same way. Uh, it's there is a very fine ending to that story, but if they wanted to continue it, they probably could. Mm-hmm. If that would be with Ellie, I don't know. Um, that's a whole other <laughs> speculation and topic for another day. Um, tune in a couple years when we talk about the last of us season, season two. <laughs> and yeah, then maybe we'll have some more answers for you. Um, but yeah, I thought they absolutely killed it. Um, both yeah. of them did. Uh, yeah. Bella Ramsey took a little bit for me to get used to and to really uh, fall in love with as Ellie. But mm-hmm. I, I, again, I can't imagine anyone else. Yeah. Taking on that role and doing such a good job. Yeah. I saw a few clips um, just on like Twitter and like Reddit and stuff of like side by sides. Mm -hmm. And like 
after like, because I don't even think I watched the first episode when it dropped. I think it was like a week or two out when okay. I watched one and two mm-hmm. um, initially. And so I had seen a few things from the game and I was like, yeah, it's like, it looks really sad. I mean, shoot, just from the first episode, it was like frame by frame. Like I saw that comparison before I watched the first episode mm-hmm. and that got me really excited. Um, and I like, I know she was in uh, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. I think. I never saw Game of Thrones, but I'm assuming if they can pull anyone from there that held a role. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I didn't know that either until like just the other day. I literally saw like, yeah, he had a role. That's crazy. Uh-huh. I only saw him in like Mando was like the first thing mm-hmm. I saw him in. But that's crazy. Yeah, no. So no, I thought they both killed it. I love Pedro Pascal. So does everyone right now. He's America's. It's hard not to. Yeah. Yeah. He really. Yeah. Sounds like Spanish to me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I that's I can't that stop guy. saying that yeah. just over and over and over again. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Do you have any final thoughts on, on The Last of Us? Because... I, I feel like the conversation just is headed straight towards segment two. We yeah, gotta, we can we just jump, jump into, into it. it. So, no, season season one was one for the books. This is one mm-hmm. of the best adaptations I think I've seen. Um, just from, like I said, seeing, seeing side-by-sides and clips, they killed it. Um, I'm, I have the game. I own the game. I'm mm-hmm. gonna. I'm about to fire it up. Uh, and yeah, I think you need you play need through to, it. You need, now. you need to play through it. It's it's yeah. different. It's a different experience. We'll talk about that. Yeah, I don't even say this is best adaptation. I think it's just one of the best shows. Yeah. Period of all time. <laughs> um, I may be a little biased in that, but I I really liked it. Next segment, we're going to talk about though, like what does make this such a good adaptation, and the things and the care that was taken into crafting it that made it so brilliant. So stay tuned for more on that. So, Graham, you think that The Last of Us is a, would you say it's a perfect adaptation? I do. I would say that. Not having actually played the game. Not having actually played the game. Okay. I said that uh, first segment, and then I was like, well, I don't have much to back that off of. <laughs> but what I've seen, like like I mentioned, like I've, I saw so many clips mm-hmm. from the game that were like side-by-sides, frame-by-frames, like almost perfect identical recreations of the game mm-hmm. to the show. And even just from that, like... I feel like I've played the game. Like I feel like I like mm-hmm. I've I feel like I've seen enough to like contest to that. Obviously, I do. I want to play the game. I need to play the game, mm-hmm. um, and I'm very excited to. But from what I've seen, yeah, I feel like it, almost anyone, even though someone that has played the game, I feel like can mm-hmm. also agree. No, I I would have been a very annoying person to watch this show with, <laughs> um, because every few minutes, like, oh my god, oh my god, they, they, they <laughs> did the thing, and there's the reference to that thing, and like that she's wearing the shirt, and like just yeah. everything. I was losing my mind over because it was <laughs> I I would I, I would say it it was a pretty I wouldn't say it's a perfect act adaptation but it was pretty pretty dang close yeah. and I think it might be the best adaptation of anything that we've ever seen before okay we're getting ahead of ourselves we're asking that question at the end and coming to that conclusion at yes the end. we we shouldn't write for the last of us because we're <laughs> awful at telling stories um so here's the thing that I find interesting about the more and more leading into the show, one of the things mm-hmm. that scared me was the amount of people who when asked, have you played the game would answer? No, I've, I heard of it and I never actually played it. Mm-hmm. Um, Pedro Pascal and Bela Ramsey being the two biggest of those, neither of them knew anything about the game really going into it, Yikes. Uh, which was terrifying for me. Cause I said, how are they going to do it? Yeah. Um, Cause normally a lot of actors will like do some research or like mm-hmm. plan for an audition or roll ahead. So yeah. And it sounds mm-hmm. like they are like really big scenes and moments. They did go back and watch cut scenes and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, 
But when you have Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin, who, I mean, Craig Mazin was really big on, we need to honor the game. He was a big fan of the game. And so that really helped. Um, what a guy. Yeah. Yes. But there's a podcast I'll link, I'll link to in the show notes. Um, it's an editing podcast. It's one of my favorite podcasts of all time. But even if you don't like editing, this is a really great podcast to listen to because they talked with some of the editors about how they approach some different things. Like one of like the head editor had never mm-hmm. even heard of The Last of Us, knew nothing about it, but he was close with Craig Mazin and they worked together. Um, but he told his one of his assistants, hey, mm-hmm. I'm working on this show called The Last of Us. And she lost her mind. And even in the podcast, she's wearing a green plaid shirt exactly like <laughs> Joel's. Um, and she was, and so like, it was really interesting seeing how people who had never seen the, sh- the game and knew nothing about it. Mm-hmm. And the people who knew everything about it were able to come together and create something that was both really, really fresh, but also honored Yeah, everything that the game was and all it was trying to say and convey. But like this new kind of, these fresh eyes basically mm-hmm. were able to come in and completely change some things and make it totally new and totally yeah. fresh. I don't think it ever hurts to mm-hmm. ever have someone out of the box. Like, Mm-mm. but in this case though, having, I think having those people who like did have like, know what, not know what to expect, but really kind of had like a passion and vision of what they wanted to bring mm-hmm. was really what brought this to life. Like one thing I keep not comparing to, but bringing up in my head is like, with like the walking dead, like for example, you were a big fan. You are a big fan relatively. Like you read comics of the walking. Dead. Yeah. Um, I, I read the comics up until Andrea died and I was so sad about it that I couldn't continue. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I like the comics. The show is okay. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that since. Oh, so I think I was like, like my freshman year of high school. Yeah. It's been, it's been a long time. I couldn't tell you a single thing about it, (laughs) but like, I just didn't know, like from what I know, like I never, read the comics, never knew Uh much about the walking dead. I watched the show and like got into it, but it like, I don't think it, I don't know what it exactly would have been missing, but compared to like this, it's not the same. And obviously it's a different style, I guess, because that is Mm -hmm. zombies. These are not zombies Mm -hmm. as that's been very well made aware of. But like, I just really like what I'm trying to like put through what I'm thinking like is Uh with like the content of like, Wow, I just went totally blank. Like, with what you're drawing from, from, like, the original content or, like, Mm -hmm. source material of, like, game to show, Mm -hmm. like, it really matters. Yep. And, like, obviously with Fresh Eyes, like, it's nice. Mm -hmm. But, again, like, basically everything you just said before I started talking is, Uh yeah, I agree with. (laughs) Yeah. I really just lost my train of thought there. All right. I mean, (laughs) that... That works. Uh, yeah. You said I was right, so that's all I care about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so um, I forget the, the editor's name, but the, the head editor, he had never played the game before, and he was very big on, like, I, he's like, I kind of don't want to watch any of the cutscenes because I don't want mm-hmm. that to determine all of my decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and Craig Mason was like, yes, absolutely. Like, you want to make this different. Yeah. Um, but for the very final scene, that's it's a massive scene. Um, it's completely, I mean, that's for a lot of people, like it was just the last of us. That was the end of the game. And you're like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't know how to feel about like this, this relationship that has been developing. And like, this is how like we're ending. Like it was really big. Talking about like like right at the edge of the mountains, the literal thing of the the end where she says, tell me it's all true. Swear to me. And he's like, yeah, yeah, he says, I swear. (laughs) Um, Craig means like, Hey, like I, I think you should watch this just cause it's, this is huge. 
everyone's gonna know this. Yeah. Um, and the editor's like, yeah, okay. And like five minutes later, I said, no, I sorry, I can't, I can't do it. He's like, I have to just, just let me cut it, and then we can go back, we can watch it. If we need to make changes, we'll make them. And Craig Manson sounds great. So he cuts the scene, gets it how he likes it, and then he and his assistant, Craig Mason, are sitting there watching. The two, mm-hmm. both versions side by side, like you're seeing on TikTok and everything. And this is everyone, oh my God, it's the same. It's the same. It's the same. And like literally all of the cuts and angles and things were almost the exact same. Bro. And a lot of that comes down to just knowing how to edit and being a good editor. Right. Um, a lot of that comes down to it was shot to look like the cut scene. And mm-hmm. so he only has so many resources to work with. Right. But also that just comes down to the storytelling being so brilliant um, for The Last of Us and like keeping this a very similar mindset. Um, one of the big things that they did with the show, they with the game and they really want to emphasize in the show is negative space, mm-hmm. um, meaning no dialogue. And so there's these really big scenes where, where you know, the characters will be going back and forth mm-hmm. and then it, the dialogue will stop and we'll just rest on their faces while you're seeing like the emotion on the actor's faces as they're processing what was just said, what they're going to say next. And that evokes even more emotion in you. Right. And so like there was all this really brilliant storytelling in the last of us. And I think that's what makes the last of us one of the best games of all time. Mm-hmm. Gameplay wise, it's amazing, but it's the story that puts it on a whole other level. Okay. Um, Call of Duty has good gameplay, but there yeah. is no story, which makes it kind of, it can make it dull at times. And so Fair. because you have great story, that's what elevates the last of us, the game. And one thing that a lot of adaptations will do. And one of the things that the last of us did not do was they didn't change the story because they, they just, cause they could, right. they said, this works. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Let's just keep the exact same mindset and everything going into this because you can't that's, fail. That's what yeah. made the game work so well. Yeah. And now we're putting it in a medium that is designed to for those cutscenes. Like the cutscenes are basically many versions of yeah. TV shows. And so like, let's just import those into the actual show. And yes, make some changes and make it work better for mm-hmm. a TV audience. But like if it, that, I was so scared they were just going to change so many things yeah. senselessly. Um, but the game worked Mm-hmm. And even when you just you just push it over onto a script and you film it with a camera, it still works the exact same way. Yeah, for the most part. Okay, I have a question that I so an with the talked about Last of Us Two mm-hmm. being season two, mm-hmm. do you think they'll change a lot, or do you think they'll keep it relatively the same? Boy, I hope they change a lot. Do you? Um, okay, do you? Okay, the Last uh, of Us. We're not talking about the Last of Us Two, but from what you've. Sure. I mean, you 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 open Pandora's box because um, I'm passionate about this. What? No. The, what? The Last of Us Two is very very divisive among okay. fans, and honestly, it comes there. I think feel like The Last of Us Two comes down to mostly two different kinds of people: people who love the story, people who love gameplay, and then all at a third person, uh, people who are willing to adapt and kind of move on. Um, the gameplay in The Last of Us 2, I mean, The Last of Us is almost perfect gameplay mm-hmm. across the board, and The Last of Us 2 somehow made it better. Like, wow, physically okay. playing the game is so cool, and it's incredible because you're, you're playing as Ellie, so she's more versatile, and so mm-hmm. she can do a few more things, and, like, it. Last of Us 2 gameplay, 
top tier. But when it comes to story, they made some decisions that I really did not like. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Um, but this really stupid decisions. Um, you play the first half of the game as Ellie, and then it cuts off, and you go back in time, and then you play more of the game as like the villain of the story. And it's supposed to like you're supposed to like the villain, um, hmm. and then the villain and Ellie fight. But you're playing as the villain to fight Ellie, and then I'm just, I I stood there for five minutes like I don't I don't want to kill Ellie. Can Ellie kill me, and then I can just keep playing as Ellie because yeah. like I like Ellie. I don't <laughs> right. care about the, I don't care about Abby. Um, just really s- questionable story decisions, and so I hope. At the ver- at the bare minimum, because the game is mostly split up into day one, day two, day three, and then you go back in time and start again at day one from different perspective. So I hope at the bare minimum, it when they adapt it, they have all of the days combined. So we're seeing day one from both perspectives, and we see day two from both perspectives, and it's not split into multiple episodes. Like oh, I could see them splitting it in multiple I, episodes. Like say you do like day one Ellie, day one Abby. Or even, do one, two, three might work. Throw it back three weeks from now. Restart it from her point of view. One, two, three. I I think yeah. that's. I just think that's a really bad decision. Um, not a not a fan. Yeah, it was really stupid. I hope they put it, even if it was two episodes for day one, one for mm-hmm. each perspective. I would that. I think that could work okay. better. Just yeah, the way the way the game approached it was not. It was not very good. So I hope they okay. make a lot more changes for part two. Yeah. Um, in general, I'm very nervous for season two. Mm-hmm. Um, also, because I know that if it's as successful as this, they're going to make a season three. Yeah. And well, that's that what point, I was going to say. Going into uncharted territory. Can they really branch so far off of that? Well, and I, in my head, I thought that season two was going to take place in between the last of us and the last of us part two, mm-hmm. uh, because there is a massive time jump. And mm-hmm. so in my head, that's what they were. They were just going to show more stories in Jackson as these two navigate their relationship. And okay. that was going to be that. Um, but it's not. So <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens. Okay, cool. I guess. I mean, I'm excited. Like I said, if they can just keep the, amazing content coming i don't think it's going to affect anyone i don't sure. think anyone's going to be too up or down against it like i said this first season was amazing i'm excited for the second season mm-hmm. like i said i don't i might just do what i did here where i just don't play the game yeah yeah and just go in blind maybe i think that might i don't know just we'll from hearing like story side well here's the thing i say if i play the first one i'm gonna literally uh-huh. just download the second one so i don't know i don't know i'll see if i can make it that far yeah but the last of us show did make some changes from the game okay um some of them were pretty big some of them were interesting and i was a little scared about uh but for example uh infected in the game there are um the infections was spread through the air and so from a gameplay mechanic it worked really well because you would walk into a space and then you would see spores is mm-hmm. what they were you'd see little spores and things in the air and so you would put on your mask and then that's how you kind of knew you were entering into an, an infected, infected area, area kind of zone. That's a really great gameplay mechanic, but if you look at it logically, like you kind of do with the show, yeah, if it's like slapping masks on and off, or well, you would have to slap masks on and off, but also if it's an airborne infection, it's not going to, if one room in a building is infected, right. is has spores in it, like the game, 
it's not going to be contained to one room because it's air. It's going to go everywhere. Right. So the entire world will be infected in a matter of days. Didn't really just didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so what are they going to do instead? Because spores kind of make sense. And it's like, and they kept it in the very same kind of realm with fungus and everything. But instead, they made it cordyceps, and they kind of made it a hive mind sort of thing. And I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was okay. a super cool change, and I thought it worked really well. Mm-hmm. It made a lot of sense. Yeah. And honestly, I think it almost made it more terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, just this, I mean, even just visually, yeah. it, a zombie doesn't just go and bite you. It literally, like, a fungus jumps out of it and tries that to That was disgusting. You. Uh-huh. That was disgusting. When that thing just came after Tess, it was just mm-hmm. like, there should have been some warning. There mm-hmm. should have been some... <laughs> That would just felt on a whole different level. But yeah, yeah, that, yeah, it was gross. Yeah. One change that the show <laughs> did make, and I understand why they made it. I didn't love though, was okay. a lack of infected. I was going to say, I was kind of surprised in the later episode. I feel like like one and two episode one and two, obviously it's like outbreaks kind of happening. Like people are running, like that's when the mode travel starts. So like they're really warned about it and you hear it and see it a lot. Mm-hmm. But after that, I mean, there were what, I mean, besides like, Oh, I don't know. Was it episode five or I mean, six? I with think the, like everyone comes underground in Kansas. Episode five. Yeah, that was insane. That but was other incredible. than that, there was like no other real infected fights or mm-hmm. any. Yeah, it's. I kind of understand it, and as the game progresses, you do get mm-hmm. infected become less and less of a main plot point as opposed to like you're you're traversing or... this area. Okay, you're going to go into an infected area to make the game more interesting. Okay. Um. So it like it is very much a gameplay mechanic, and I think that was an interesting thing that they navigated in the show was how to incorporate gameplay mecha- the story elements of the gameplay with what was going on right. in the show. One of my favorite moments from the game is a moment where Joel and Ellie like first really connect um, in the show um, or in the game. Ellie's constantly like, "Hey, even in the show, she's like, can I have a gun? Can I have a gun?" And he's like, "No, you can't have a gun." <laughs> um, and then she saves him yeah. like she does in the show. Um, and in the game, Joel kind of is still like, no, you're not having a gun. But yeah. then shortly after is like, okay, I need your help. Hands her a gun and says, you're going to shoot these people if I get in trouble. Um, and it, it's a really cool mission and it's a, it's a solely a gameplay mechanic. And so I was worried they were going to skip out on it, but instead they, they kept all of the same content, mm-hmm. but instead of him just being like, Hey, if I get in trouble, use this, he said, mm-hmm. let me show you how to use this. And so it was a massive change from the game, yeah. but it still kept the core of what was going on. It was a lot of the same kind of dialogue, um, but they took the gameplay mechanic out of it and they just made it a more cinematic and a more personal connection yeah. between the two. That's really um, dope. Yeah. I almost preferred it the way they did it in the yeah. show, to be honest. Um, so they made lots of changes like that. Another gameplay change. I think one of my favorite missions of all time is when you're going down the street and a sniper is trying to attack you and you got to like sneak around to get the sniper and then infected come and you got to shoot all the infected like as Joel like in the house. And that's a really cool gameplay thing that I didn't think yeah. they were going to do. But the show found a way to incorporate that so perfectly. Yeah. Um and it was so <laughs> awesome. Just infected everywhere. Yeah. And Joel just going going at it trying to you know keep infected off of ellie and everything so the way they were able to balance Mm -hmm. the gameplay and the uh and just the visual storytelling Mm -hmm. was really really good i'm curious how old is joel in the games he's in his 50s i want to say okay maybe 60 okay that's it that's that's that's, another thing i know they kind of they don't really point out his exact age but Mm -hmm. doesn't he turn like 
35 or something, like with the birthday cake, or you're supposed to get the cake, and then then it, like, flashes, like, 20 years later. Uh Uh-huh. And so you can kind of add it up. I figured, like, late 50s, 60s, but Mm -hmm. a homie was trucking like he was in his early 20s. Man, it was just blazing Um, through people and infected and... To an extent. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, of course he took some L's, but... And and that's something I I do want to... I thought was really, really great about Mm -hmm. um, what was going on with the show and how they were adapting it was, in the game, Joel is basically superhuman. Mm -hmm. Dude can hear through walls. He can carry like 16 guns and thousands of rounds of ammo. He can (laughs) run constantly. He gets shot and he just... he just wraps mm-hmm. a bandage around his arm and he's good to go. Like dude has dude's basically superhuman yeah. and you kind of have, it's a video game. So you right. kind of have to be, right. to be able to, to play the game. Um, but I like that they made some, they made him more realistic. Um, in, example, in having, okay. having hearing loss um, when you're shooting guns like yeah. that, you're obviously going to have hearing loss. Um, another thing was uh, when he stands up, it's it's a small detail. And I probably wouldn't have noticed if I didn't read this um, from Craig Mazin, but like when he, he has bad knees. And so when he stands up, like it, it hurts to stand up because his knees are bad mm-hmm. and things like that. And so, but one thing that they skipped out from the game, um, there's a line from uh, Tommy, uh, they're being attacked by raiders. Mm-hmm. And he says, all right, Joel, go do your thing. And Tommy's really upset about like Joel turning them into killers and everything. He right. says, all right, Joel, go do your thing. And then you go and you, ruthlessly murder all of these raiders who have uh ellie and uh martha or whatever uh tommy's wife's name is mm-hmm. uh hostage and like he goes ham and then you see it again um in the few episodes later when he's interrogating um right. the townspeople and gosh yeah that, i didn't think we'd get that scene i was like that might be a little too brutal for like what they're doing here but it was yeah. Joel snapped, and I loved it. That was such a cool scene. Gosh. Um, but see, that's what I'm talking about. It's like he just went through being stabbed, mm-hmm. laying, he okay. slept for a few days. All right. that's. But then he gets up, he does that, mm-hmm. saves Ellie, carries her out of there. They're gone. They're hiking out, hikes for several days, gets his... Gets put down pretty quick by the fireflies, and then he's like in the hospital room. And the there's, last a, there's, a, there's a lot more time. You got to realize between all of yeah. Whenever they leave the town, it's winter. When they get to oh, Seattle, it's like spring, or it's not Seattle. Yeah. That's the second uh, game. Salt Lake. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. When they get to Oklahoma, right? Mm-hmm. Utah. Utah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wherever it is they went to. Yeah. Um, it's springtime. Mm-hmm. So there's okay. a big, big. That's time. true. That's true. But still, even like, but I was like thinking, like when he got like, like knocked down, one concussed by the grenade, absolutely gone. He's disoriented, mm-hmm. and then he gets knocked out, and then he gets hit in the stomach a few times. Homie's like getting beat around mm-hmm. and he just goes through and marks an ho- entire hospital of like a literal. Yeah. But I think that, I think that's what happens whenever your daughter is going to die. I mean, it didn't happen the first time. <laughs> no, don't worry. No, one. all right. <laughs> that too, too much, but too soon. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. That's true. He's been through a little more now, but I was just like, like he's definitely not in peak condition to be doing through all that. So I was wondering, like, mm, I mean, maybe not peak condition, but I think because of what happened to his daughter, mm-hmm. he to happen to Sarah, he snapped. He just had the willpower to and get, so to get in it that all. twenty year time span, he became an absolute monster. That is true, and was just living life ready to die. And then he meets Ellie. Ellie changes things when he finally he's going to lose Ellie mm-hmm. anytime that yeah. comes back out, and he just he it yeah doesn't matter what he physically can or can't do. He's yeah. going to absolutely do whatever it takes to not lose his daughter again. Mm-hmm. 
man. Which yeah. is, it's, it's so great. It's it so really great. was. It really was. It's so good all across the board. Um, another thing the show did that was interesting was the shifting um, perspectives. Um, in the game, you're playing as Joel. And mm-hmm. so every you see everything from Joel's perspective unless he is incapacitated, in which case you're Ellie right. for a, that short period of time. Um, but every er, rest of the game, you play as Joel. And that's fine. And that's really interesting. Right. Um, but in the show, they're allowed to shift perspectives. And so we're able to see more stories of these different people that they're traveling with or like they're going up against. Uh, we're also able to see more of Ellie's perspective. Mm-hmm. I think a really big moment was, you know, Ellie uh, comforting uh, Sam. And then yeah. whenever, uh, what's his name, kills himself because of it. Henry. Henry, mm-hmm. yeah. And he kills himself like in the game, we see that from Joel's perspective and his reaction to Henry killing himself and it cuts to black. But instead in the show, Henry puts the gun to his head. We cut to Ellie gunshot goes off and we stay on Ellie and her reaction to, I just, I completely screwed up. I Mm -hmm. told, I should have said something sooner. We could have gotten this worked out. Yeah. Um, but I tried to save him. Now they're both dead. And like that creates a whole new level of, emotion and a whole new level of character for what's going on in that moment as opposed yeah. to just Joel saying no, cut to black, moving on in the next part. Mm-hmm. Um, so that shifting perspective is really great. I'm also going to open up um, a little controversy like I did on TikTok. Okay. Because there was one chance that I thought it was, I just didn't understand it. Um, and that was episode three. Okay. Uh, well, do you have any particular thoughts on episode three? Honestly, no. Okay. I mean, I... Love Nick Offerman. Uh-huh. So I was hoping when I heard he was going to be Bill, I was hoping there would be more of him. It was uh, perfect. Casting. Just the, yeah. But honestly, I, I, I like the episode. I really uh-huh. have much of anything wrong. With here's, it. here's my thing. Okay. That was one of the greatest short films I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. It was, I say it was all self-contained was besides like part of the beginning. All like, around. Yeah. It just didn't belong in this season of mm-hmm. this show if they wanted to do a second season that explored other people's stories like i thought they were i could understand having a more okay. like anthology kind of setting and i understand why they, they made the change and it was cool that they made the change and it it, it was a cool story and it was great mm-hmm. it just doesn't fit in the context yeah. of the show because the rest of the show is entirely about joel and ellie and all their relationships with other people mm-hmm. And they still could have had that dynamic like they did in the game with Bill mm-hmm. where they're exploring what happens to his partner mm-hmm. um, and all of that. Uh, so ch- I don't think it was a bad episode. Mm-hmm. People are saying it's the best episode of TV, and I, I, I just have to question, like, what classifies the best episode? Is it the best one-off story? Because, sure, it, that that's yeah. true. But if you're talking about – but when you're saying episode specifically, I almost feel like that – also includes within the context of the show, in which case yeah. I don't think it fits. That's fair. No, I agree with mm-hmm. that. Yeah. It was very controversial on TikTok. So I, okay. I just, I wanted to bring it up again, get, get your thoughts on it. I definitely would people, people hated me for saying that it was, it was not my favorite episode. Well, here's the thing. And obviously in saying that people are going to probably throw. Honestly, people didn't. I was really? shocked. Okay. Um, I was being very careful, like to make sure, Hey, I don't, I'm not talking about any of the social political aspects of the show. I'm solely talking about where this story fits amongst the greater, the greater narrative. 
Wow, that, I'm yeah. really kind of surprised that that I many was, people fought back. I was on actually, that I was actually kind of happy with with the internet for once because yeah. they didn't just they didn't just make spin that on whatever. Okay, oh uh, yeah. yeah, that's what. See, that's what I was worried about with this episode. But no, I mm-hmm. completely agree with that. I just like it was. Yeah, it was honestly a great watch from beginning to end. But just compared to the other eight episodes we got, and with it interacting and not really interacting with the actual storyline or what we mm-hmm. needed for the story, yeah. It, I mean, if that episode, if we never got that episode, the whole show from beginning to end would have been totally fine. I yeah. honestly feel like, mm-hmm. even if they like stumbled upon that town, or like the I mean, yeah, they the, have to get the, the truck somehow, right? But other than it, that, even if they stumbled upon that or something, or like he's like, oh, I know where a friend like used to live or something, mm-hmm. and they had the note, or there was a picture of Bill and Frank, like something that like an Easter egg, honestly, more or less, would have probably just fit better story wise mm-hmm. from start to finish. Like I said, still love the episode. Or but, I mean, we were talking about not having infected earlier. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that that was that section of the game is really great finale to the infected being the biggest threat because you're also introduced to Bill who's terrified of you and you (laughs) know that you're fine. But like that introduces the idea of people are more threatening than infected. Um, And so for you, the infected are the biggest threat at the time, but people you're also realizing, Oh, like people don't trust Mm -hmm. people. There's, there's this other element to it. And so as you progress, infected become less of an issue Mm -hmm. and the people become more of a primary threat. That is something that I've always had in my own, in my own thoughts. Like, if the world went to shit, like say this mm-hmm. happens today, tomorrow, mm-hmm. like I get people can be greedy and people can get rough, but like, that's not really gonna, I mean, maybe cause we see it so much in these shows like mm-hmm. walking dead, you know, any apocalyptic setting, like the people are almost more of a threat every time than the actual threat at hand. Mm-hmm. No chance people act like that though. I mean, maybe they do, but like, I think you should turn the news on every once well, in a while. Well, I mean, while. yeah. No, no, no. I, I mean, I get it. I get it. I just like think to myself, like, how realistic is that? And like, a part of me is hoping it I, never would be. I mean, I, but would, I would hope it's not. Now but I'm afraid. I, I know that it is extremely realistic. Yeah. Honestly, a part of me, if I turned on the news and listened as much as I probably should, I would be a bill. I would be a bill. <laughs> Dude, give me my gun collection. Give me my nice little radios. I'll just hide downstairs. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't he had a double setup. He had a multi screen setup, all the alarms. Mm-hmm. Man, homie was living large down there. Yeah. Yeah. He was living life. <laughs> Um, last thing that I want to talk about that I thought was really okay. interesting. Um, and it was another interesting, uh, balance you have to find was player versus the viewer. Um, cause when you're consuming this story, you can consume it in two different ways right. and adapting a video game is something that you have to take very carefully. I mean, we kind of talked about this a second mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. Um, but that last episode in particular, I think the reason it wasn't as impactful as it was in the game was cause I was consuming it as a viewer and not a player. Um, and I'm curious, like, was Joel's rampage and making the decision to take Ellie, even though he knows that that isn't what she would have wanted, was that, like, an emotional moment for you? Like, did you have any reaction to that, or was it just... So, yeah, a part of me really thought, and, and I, that I'm i kind of glad I actually did. I watched this at last episode with my wife, so she's sitting right next to me, and going through the whole thing, every kill, mm-hmm. every rampage, every shock little twist when he shoots, um, what's her name, right there in the... Mm-hmm. Um, parking garage and takes the takes the truck like when all that goes on every single kill she's like i forgive him i forgive him i, I mean it's pedro i forgive him like he's uh-huh. good it's joel he it's worth it like he's just fine mm-hmm. and like a part of me is like the same way i do kind of feel that way because like mm-hmm. especially after they both like opened up to each other and he like talked about sarah and like how much they would have liked each other and how much like they're not that similar but they are kind of similar ways and how he 
you know, mm-hmm. he was the one that shot himself and he missed. And, you know, she's like, I'm glad you didn't. Like, after that all happens, I'm just like, yeah, he's not going to give that up. Like, and, like, it's definitely has its selfish take to it. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, I don't know. And that's, and that's the breaking a bad effect right mm-hmm. there. Like, breaking bad, you have Walter White who is destroying his family, murdering mm-hmm. anyone who gets in his way so he can cook crystal meth. Yet at the end, you're still hoping that he gets away with it. Like, he's a terrible person all the way around, but you are still rooting for him all the way through. Um, And yeah, like, one of the things that they did with with the show um, Mm -hmm. and the editing, one of the big uh, points of it was instead of a focus on violence, they wanted to focus on emotion. So if you watch it before just about any gunshot throughout the entire nine episodes, it cuts away before the gun actually shoots. And it cuts to something else, so that the focus There's is so never reaction or the someone. focus is never on the violence. It is almost always on the emotion of what's going on, um, and that was really interesting because yeah. when you're playing the game, obviously that last rampage through the hospital is not slow and cinematic. It is as a, you're the one shooting. <laughs> it is you. You know it's the last mission. Mm-hmm. You got you have very limited ammo left you're just going off you're trying to stop all these people as you can get to ellie but and so it's this really big like you're just full of adrenaline as as you're going through it yeah and then when you get to the end it's not a cut scene where you shoot the doctor and you pull ellie off you are still in the game and you have to physically kill the doctor and you have to physically go over and unhook all of ellie's stuff and that right there puts the weight, even thinking about it, I'm getting like emotional <laughs> because that right there puts the weight of that decision on you because like you like, you're like, yeah, like I need to save Ellie. I know how much, how important she is, mm-hmm. but also you have the knowledge of this isn't what she wants. Yeah. And this is condemning the world to live in, live with this infected right. problem for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. But also like, you know, you still, like it creates this really crazy mental thing in you where you're like i i have to do this because you're the player and so it was interesting how they didn't quite get to that point like i i watched it and i was completely fine Mm -hmm. uh i think because i was expecting to feel differently and i just wasn't um so the show didn't quite push me to that point but i i appreciated the attempt at every single gunshot like they didn't really show the gunshots that right. Joel was doing. It was all on his face or on his feet or on just bodies piled up on the ground as he's shooting. Mm-hmm. And so I like how they were able to build that emotion of the moment. And it was entire. It wasn't focused on the violence because in the game, that whole part is just full on. Right. I'm going to throw Molotov cocktails <laughs> and bombs and I'm going to blow your face off with a shotgun. Like right. all, all of that stuff. Um, and I mean, even references in that of like, lots of being like behind like almost a third person shot yeah there's even a moment where someone like puts the gun down it's like please don't do it and joel kills them still does that if you like hit someone's kneecap in the game they'll be like all right i surrender and like it's like like a quick time thing like where it'll stop and you just kind of walk up to them and then it says hit square and you hit square and then you just bash their face in like it's the player versus the viewer aspect i thought was really interesting throughout the game yeah Um, how they they found balances between it um and how even though some of those th- those heavier decisions aren't as impactful as a viewer, um, it makes that's what makes the game worth playing. Yeah. But also, you don't get the same emotion in the game in a lot of smaller scenes and mm-hmm. things like that. And that's what makes the show worth watching as well as playing the game. Yeah. 
And I think that's what makes this such a great adaptation is it stands alone, but also I think it works really well in conjunction with each other. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I kind of noticed on a lot of that for not being as violent. Like it had some things that like I almost skipped through because like it's just gruesome. But yeah, like now that I'm thinking now you mentioned that like, yeah, it doesn't show like the one I immediately jumped to is when um, Ellie's on top of the preacher guy with the cleaver just going Mm-hmm. straight through his obviously i'm assuming it's his head or something, just his chest or something but she i is, think it was everything he, everything he's <laughs> gone he's gone he's in several mm-hmm. pieces doesn't we don't see a single thing of that you know yeah, we just see bella ramsey giving an emmy worthing performance gosh it was amazing <laughs> yeah and so i'm just like watching through that which having more of a heavier take for emotion i think is honestly a big thing of why it like was able to veer me off of the idea that this was more horror related mm-hmm. as there wasn't as many jump scares or if there were like okay we got something that's kind of sweet mm-hmm. you know beforehand we got something a little that tied into more you know the emotional aspect of the show was huge and they mm-hmm. did it really well so now i'm I, I, like, I like the game difference though yes that's definitely interesting from a player perspective mm-hmm. versus just a viewer it makes both of them worth it but also like the show did a good job at at trying to emulate the same emotions mm-hmm. without having that same kind of yeah that feeling so yeah, those are those are a lot of my thoughts in Last of Us. <laughs> Believe me, I have so many more, but we've been talking forever. Uh, yeah, Graham, do you have any final thoughts on The Last of Us and things that make this such a great adaptation? As a whole, yeah, fantastic show overall. I think everyone should give it a chance and watch it if you have not already among the 4.7, you know, 22 million other people that have watched uh-huh. the show, plus millions more. Probably, yeah, that's just, that's just the first episode. That's just first episodes, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking through that. So those are already crazy uh-huh. numbers. But um, yeah, if you haven't seen the show, definitely give it a chance. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, listen to what we had to say first. If you really are on your feet about it, you're not sure what to do, feel free to take our opinions into thought and then run from there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I I think I've said enough about The Last of Us. I love this show <laughs> so, so much. I'll be watching it over and over and over again, and I can't wait to play the game for the second time in like a f- two-month period. <laughs> uh, you've been listening to The Popcorn Hangover. I'm Alex. That is Graham. We've been discussing HBO's The Last of Us. What were your thoughts on The Last of Us? Let us know on all the things, Instagram, TikTok, patreon.com, slash The Popcorn Hangover. Next week... Um, if you want to Google some, if you don't know what a song is, and you want to like look it up. Uh, this may or may not help you. That's my really bad. Uh, <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> yep. That's, that's what we're going to go with. So uh, yeah. Uh, can't wait to talk to you next week. And that's all I got for you. Peace. <laughs>